This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Good morning, everybody, on this God bless, sun-kissed Monday morning. Not a frantic Monday morning, man. This is just kind of like, um, it's beautiful out. And I got to tell you, I mean, it's just, it's just beautiful out. It might not be as beautiful as, say, oh, I don't know, the veil of the sun. <laughs> oh, Hello, Max. Goodness. There you go. <laughs> Hi, how are you, Wolf? Yes, yes, I'm looking yes. at some very sleepy eyes, my good man. What I got to tell you, what you were in Green Bay last night? Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I called the uh, Green Bay Washington football game uh, for uh, for ESPN Radio, and yeah, yeah, we we were in. I I flew out right after the game um, to get back here, and I didn't land until. <laughs> After eleven o'clock, so yeah, yeah, yeah I, you're a little got, tired, got huh? Close to midnight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> time zone difference going, you know, central back. Exactly. To Pacific, I don't know how you can stand my that. Layover was in Eastern, so yeah. <laughs> I mean that whoop, I did whiplash going back and forth has just got to be something that is just really hard to handle. You know, I mean. My goodness, that, that, well, and by the way, the young lovely just came, your little daughter. What a doll, one of them. Yeah. Just stepped into yeah, the screen Princess there. Princess Waverly. Yeah. Yeah, Princess Waverly. Because <laughs> she didn't see daddy yesterday. Right. So she's, right. Like, she's like, are you going to be home? I said, I'll physically be home before you wake up Monday. <laughs> well, so you had the Packers. Sunday night. You did. And you had the Packers yeah. and the Washington football team, and the Packers did a good job. They wouldn't come away with the game. What were you thinking as you, you went over that? You, you know, watching, I mean, watching them play, I mean, the Packers played the game that, you know, just, just as uh, what we played them as in Lambeau. Um, I, it, was, it was a highly competitive first half. Um, Washington. Had their moves. I mean, they went toe to toe with them. I mean, both of them scored on their first opening drives. Mm-hmm. Then it was a stalemate, both second drives, and literally both third drives. Wolf. Yeah, I kid you not. Each defense blocked the other's field goal. <laughs> you got to be kidding me! I wonder it how was, many times that's happened. It, yeah, I mean, I was, I was like, we couldn't even find a stat for it, but they literally. Bucked each other's field goal, and then uh, right before halftime, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, he he puts together a drive that they end up scoring right before halftime. Washington gets the ball uh, coming out of the half, so they take a knee. But then in the second half, it was just uh, opportunity met opportunity. Um, And there was a fumble by Green Bay, strip sack fumble. Aaron puts it in the end zone. Boom. Now it's a two-score game. Oh, yeah. 21-7. Then Washington put together some great drives. Washington outgained Green Bay, but they would Washington would put these long drives together. They turned over on downs twice inside the three-yard line. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That's and not winning football, the that's for sure. series – you throw an interception in the end zone. 
So, I mean, they, they just absolutely, you know, killed themselves in the end. Taylor Heineke did, you know, the tough thing. He tried he tried to, like, dive into the end zone, but his knee hit mm-hmm. a yard shy. Ouch. And didn't get in. I mean, the game the game essentially would have been tied up. Or actually, it would have been 21-14. And then the next one... They they try they tried to go with the sneak and it didn't work. So it, so all in all, I mean it was a really good game. And then you know I have and then Green Bay will be out here in Arizona playing the Cardinals for Thursday night football. So that's gonna be a heck of a matchup. Oh yeah, we have seven seven and zero squad versus six and one, going for to hold to hold uh, first place in the uh, NFC. Now so me, it, it's gonna be a really good game. Now let me ask you, what was you know it's important. What was pregame meal and what was halftime? What'd you have a little? So because because there was a noon central kick, we got breakfast. Wolf. Oh, did you really? Wow. Yeah, we got breakfast. So oh, like, nice. And it wasn't it wasn't box breakfast. Oh, how nice. We That's nice. Get a little so egg, was, little little uh, cheese on that egg. Yeah, probably. It had, it's a you know. I mean, it's yeah, cheese land. It, yeah. Yeah, it had a cheese strata, which was kind of like an egg. <laughs> cheese um polenta type deal polenta Weird. yeah as in po- yeah, i had polenta uh, of it <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so and then i had uh i had um cheese uh that cheesy hash browns cheesy Ooh, hash browns of ham that'll work so that and then they put the brats out early so guess who threw a brat oh, on there oh now Ooh. you're cooking with crisco baby a little brat yeah, action they, on that that brat who doesn't enjoy brats come on I mean, Brats just yeah, say, yeah, well, you whistle. Come here. Here you go, Brats. Come here. Yeah, yeah. Come on, let's go. Yeah, exactly. But but my play-by-play guy, uh, Mark Kestishore, love him to death, great dude. Mark had never had a Brat until till yesterday. Oh, you're kidding me. Yeah, huh. no. He no. Might, you know, you, you might have had. He's a hot dog guy. You should have you pulled his man card on him. I mean, if you're just going to go hot dogs the whole time, I'm sorry. You got to step yeah. up to some Brats. Well, I, I could have, but since he actually stepped up and went and got the brat when he saw it was there. Oh, okay. I had to give him kudos for that, right? Right, you know, okay. He's a brat That's... virgin, you know, just saying, boom, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead. I'm just going to dive off the deep end. I was like, you know what? The fact that you did it and you didn't hesitate and you liked it, you're good with me. You know, I got to tell you, I'd say those brats in Green Bay were good. Those people know See, they're brats, okay? Yeah. I, I take your word for it. I didn't know. I was I was down on the field. I, I wanted to come up there and see. Oh, it. that's right. I thought uh, you got one. Didn't didn't one no. of us? We didn't we didn't save you one. I blame Billy then. <laughs> yeah, he must yeah, have. Yeah. I thought sure I saved uh, you one. <laughs> I'm trying to think, somebody saved me a bro. I thought I thought, I thought I, you guys saved me a hot dog somewhere. Oh, uh, so that was it. All right. Ah, we'll, well, we'll regardless, out. okay. So, now, did you get any chance to watch the Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals at all? See any so, of that? So, that game was happening live side-by-side side with right. ours. Right, but so I'm just I watching just got, any of the film. Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't get to watch any film of it. So, they, they, I saw the highlights, right? Because on my flights back, like, you know, Dish, you know, I could, I could watch NFL Network. And stuff. Right, right. I, I, I watched, you know, I mean, gosh, the fighting Joe Burrows, right? I Ooh. mean. There they, were, I mean, Max, there was more spash game. plays there than a water park. I mean, Gadzooks. Yeah. That was happening all well, over the place. Well, and, and 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 I mean, this this is one of the things when I when I look at you know that action. We talked about it last week, kind of prefaced 
how good of a weekend it's going to be and the fact that we knew somebody was going to take a loss of the three. Right. Because Cleveland obviously went and handled their business beating Denver. But because you had Cincinnati, Baltimore, division matchup, somebody had to come away with the L. And we all kind of, you know, I don't want to speak for you, but I would say a lot of people assume that Baltimore is just going to walk over Cincinnati. I don't know that I assumed it. I think I, I leaned towards it, and maybe I, I assumed it. You know what? I yeah. yeah, you could put me in the assumption category. I really thought the yeah. Ravens were going to come out and blast the Cincinnati Bungles, who are not the Bungles anymore. They are certainly no. a, a looking like to be a quality team, and especially that offense. Wow. I'll tell you what. I I, I don't feel bad about losing to them after watching that game yesterday. No. Because I, I think that's the biggest thing is that Cincinnati, they have the, they have their quarterback of the future. They have their bona fide franchise guy. Right. And Joe Burrow is the is the right guy to want to rally behind if you're if you're another young dude or you're in that type of organization. Um you know, Joe just has the steely reserve. And he never gets flustered. That's the other thing. He's he never feels rushed. He never feels panicked or anxious. And I think that bodes well when you have pressure all around you. Mm-hmm. Or early, you get hit a couple times. Right. He's like, okay, all right, dust myself off. I'm about to go to work. And you know, nobody found that work more than Jamar Chase and uh, was it CJ Uzama? Yeah. Uzama. Yeah. Uzama. Um, Uzama. Whatever. Yeah. But CJ had two touchdown catches, fifty-five and thirty-two, or something like that. Yeah, that was impressive. It was. It was. I watched those highlights. I was like, "Wow!" And then the defense. I mean, the defense corralled Lamar Jackson. I think that's another thing. Four sacks. Four. When you when you can put that opposing mobile QB on the ground, you've got a shot. You've got a shot. And I think that's I think that that was kind of one of the things like, oh wow! And I mean I mean I saw the defense, and I, you know, watching Cincinnati, I was like, you know, this team is good. Like when they were in Heinz Field, I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, they're, they're good, but wow, four sacks on Lamar, that's that's pretty dang impressive. So tip of the cap to them. Um, but you know what? You know what? More importantly, like seeing that game, What's that? I'm excited for this weekend. Oh yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it. Excited for the Cleveland game. Uh, you know, who would have thought we'd wake up Monday morning and Cincinnati has a lead in the AFC North, right. Baltimore second, Cleveland's third, but most important, we're all within a game of each other. I'll let you do the math. You know, the math is just not my thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, so here, here, here's here's here is the uh, easy one. So you have. Uh, five and two, five and two. Right. Four and three, three and three. Right. And then so we only have up. one more loss. And, and there now, you go. Now, yeah, there it is. There it is. So once again, to be at this point and be a game out, mind you, we lost three in a row. Yep. Not to mention, but it doesn't matter because we're three and three, and we're on a two-game win. So momentum is now carrying on our side. I think that's where you have to be encouraged that as bad as it was, we're still in this hunt. We're still very much alive. 
No other division in the AFC conference is as close as ours. You know, I think that's the other thing that we have to take stock of is that we're, we're in a pretty darn tough division, and we're still in re- striking distance. With a three-game losing streak having happened already, no doubt about it. You know, I look yeah. at the, the Ravens in Cincinnati, and the first thing that jumped out at me, just like you, I mean, everybody else, was Joe Burrow. I mean, the guy, the guy can throw the ball anywhere on the field. The guy does not panic under pressure. You know, he was getting whacked early on. I mean, every time he threw the ball, it seemed like somebody was knocking him down. or You know, I mean, beating on him like a human pinata, man. And the kid still threw the ball. And how about he throws a slant route to this Jamar Chase there's something about having a teammate from college interconnected with the quarterback, and the two of them are another wavelength. You think about it. This kid, he racked up 201 yards in that game. He's got 754 through first seven games of the season. You're talking about the highest total ever posted by a, a wide receiver in the NFL in his first seven starts. I mean, the highest uh, total yards uh, by a wide receiver in Cincinnati that had, you know, Green and some of the other great wide receivers of years past. Um, that's pretty impressive to be able to come out there and do that job and get that job done when you're faced with what really Joe Burrows was faced. He got no running game. I mean, you know, uh, P. Ryan and uh, um, Mixon were held to, you know, well, no, no, they had a, not not them. I'm sorry, the Ravens. The Ravens' running game was horrible. They had uh, Bell and company, three guys, and they had, what, 29 yards on 11 carries combined? And Lamar Jackson didn't have any any yardage. But the Bengals were able to run. That's what I was surprised at. With Mixon and with Pirine, they had a couple of fourth-quarter runs that put the game away. Hundred, uh, I think they had 111 yards rushing total. Um, that was very impressive by uh, Cincinnati, I thought. Yes, I mean, Cincinnati put it all together, and I think that was the biggest thing was that, you know, not only did your defense have it, but your offense answered the call when your, when your defense was, was, was a little faltering, you know. I, I think that's kind of what it was. You know, Lamar goes 15-31 to 31 for 257 right. and only one touchdown, but he sacked five times. Oh, was it five? Uh, I thought it was four. Yeah. He Get was, Zooks, he was five, five. five of those. Well, they and hit on him a lot. Yeah, they, I mean, and they hit him way more, way more than that. You have to remember, and then Tyler Huntley came in the game for Lamar because it was out of hand in the fourth, and he went five of eleven. So you know, Joe Burrow, twenty three of, uh, of thirty eight, four hundred sixteen <laughs> yards, three Ow. TDs, one INT, and he had one sack. He gave it one sack, but I mean, that was that was the tail of the tape, you know. When you're talking about where everybody was, who do you who do you depend on? Right. Cincinnati only threw to five receivers. Now five that's potential receivers. That's something too. That's amazing. And Baltimore, in contrast, they 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 threw to eight different people. Eight different people caught catches in this game. So that, that that's one of the things that that is that is tough. Um, but at the same time, you're like, man. That's how you do it, man. You were efficient. You hit your shot plays. You make them pay for it right. um, for going man or or going in too, so, too soft of a zone. And, you know, and Joe Burrow, I think 
Well, coming into the NFL this this week, he was actually the best under pressure. So he was number one against throwing out of the blitz. Mm. Like he 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 had received so much heat, but he had right. the best best performance under pressure. So I was like, wow, dude. I mean, you know, what else can you say? I mean, he kicked absolute butt, um, and and it's going to be a challenge. I mean, you know, you look at it, yes. Yes, we gave one away to Cincinnati, but, you know, I mean, Cincinnati right now is going to be a team that's going to be tough until we can figure them out. I'm glad we don't see them till after Thanksgiving um, for the next one because I think we're a lot different team than we were uh, when we saw that Cincinnati squad. And I think it's going to be a very different, um, you know, occasion for this game when we do have that opportunity to play them again. So I'm excited, you know, once again. If you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. And Cincinnati oh, is Oh, Ric Flair. Is Give right me some now. Ric Flair now. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Needed that one. All right, let's go to break. Come back. The number is 412-919-1316. We'll get our mojo rolling. We're coming off the bye, heading to Cleveland. And Big Max has checked into the locker room, and we are so glad. All right, we'll be back with more right here in the locker room. In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. We are back, and you are in the locker room. It's Wolf, Starks, and the Ninjas, ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Right now, Max is is coming into the locker room. He's in search of caffeine because he was in Green Bay last night doing the game. Then he comes back. He gets it done. Did you, Max, were you able to locate your caffeine beverage? I found caffeine. It is a lemon ginger uh, green tea uh, water thing with caffeine. <laughs> so excited. I found something. Something with no caffeine. caffeine in the house. So <laughs> I found something. So I will be caffeinated momentarily. And I'm so excited because. 6.30 came way too fast when I went to bed at about 1. So, you know, the good thing is, is that it wasn't due to, like, hanging out and partying like it would have been in our 20s, Wolf. Right, uh, right, right. It, it, was, it was from traveling between time zones. Yes. Because my, I, I forgot to tell you, I hit three out of the four time zones yesterday. Did you really? Oh, that's yeah, interesting. So, uh, okay. Uh, how's, how'd that obviously, happen? Obviously, I, w- I woke up in Central. All right. Green Bay game. Okay. And then we flew, and then my, my, uh, on the way out, I flew out of Green Bay, went to Detroit. Okay. Eastern time zone. Oh, uh, yes. Had a two and a half hour layover it's there. It's just a little hop, skip, and a jump across the lake. Yeah. And it was, it was miserable, rainy, and windy. So it was just rocking the plane, the little regional jet around. All right. And then, uh, and then flew Detroit back to Phoenix. So boom, back in Pacific. Uh, so I was all over the place. Man, uh, oh, man. I don't know how you handle bad. that, young man. If you were my yeah. age, you would be really hurting. I got to tell you, absolutely. Yeah. No doubt yeah, about no, it. I, yeah, this weekend will be, be a good challenge, too, because I, I, I'm calling the uh, the Marshall game the day before our game in Cleveland. <laughs> and then I'm driving to uh, good old 
good old Cleveland. Cleveland, yes. Um, right after that game, so yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's action packed. Well, one good Gets thing the is juice is going. Yes, Woo! absolutely. Oh, Another oh. Ric Flair. Yes. Yeah. yeah, but are you gonna have some frequent flyer miles, man? You're gonna have that. You'll be all boy, over that. Oh boy, absolutely. Oh yeah. I'm gonna be flying. I'm gonna be flying in the cockpit with with the pilots by the end of the, by the end of the season. <laughs> well, you get frequent I'll, I'll flyer miles. miles, but T.J. Watt uh, is is obviously got to be a little fumed up. I would think. I mean, you got to find ten thousand eight hundred and fifteen bucks. Max, think about this: ten thousand eight hundred and fifteen. Why not a flat ten thousand? Why not a flat eleven thousand? I don't know. What was the eight hundred and fifteen for? Did you? Did you was it was a, a punch that was pulled? Maybe it wasn't you know as big a punch when you're trying to knock the ball out of Alex Collins's hands, or was it was it like um, you, maybe you bounced one off the gullet or something like that of the Alex Collins? I, I don't know. I don't understand why you would come out with ten thousand eight hundred fifteen. It's a it's a service charge. It's the included gratuity. <laughs> For delivering uh, the fine, that's what. It- <laughs> oh, that's good. I love that. Yeah, you know, you know, yeah, yeah. So you see some. Oh, it's a flat rate of ten dollars, and you're like, uh, included eighteen percent gratuity, uh, non-negotiable. That's, automatically that's it. It's a gratuity. The resort fee, the resort, the resort fee of five percent, right? The value added tax, the VAT. You know, I'm like, I'm like, what, what are the, what are these extra things on here? I thought it said ten bucks. I had a ten in my hand, and now next thing I know is thirteen fifty seven. I'm like, what? How Hello. I, where'd the three fifty seven go? That's what the eight fifteen is. It, it's, it's all of those hidden charges and processing fees. Uh, I love that. That's for the referees at retirement party or something fun. You know that they, they're gonna have. No, 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 no question. Well, think about this. Um, yeah. I, I was wondering, did you did you read the fine for was it um, DK Metcalf? Didn't wasn't he punching at uh, Devin Bush after Devin wasn't picked he up the fumble, swinging on top of? Yeah, him? so there oh, must yeah, be a fine, right. surely. I mean, oh yeah, that's with right. the value right. oh, added tax. By the way, there there's nothing. There's, there's nothing. The, oh, was, oh, there wasn't was, anything. It 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 was it was a uh, oh, yeah. Sorry guys, his, his consolation was he lost. That was it. We get, we we gave him a handwritten uh, "sorry for your loss" uh, card and put that in the mail. Actually, you know what? the 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 fifteen of the eight hundred and fifteen was to write DK Metcalf's uh, "sorry for your loss" card. That's what that was. <laughs> Hallmark gold seal on the back. Uh, priority was an oversized card, so you had to add the extra two stamps. Oh, okay. One. I got you. There, it's that makes sense. It's, Seattle. it's all, it went all the way up. to Seattle. You know, from New York to Seattle, that's a long way. Oh, my goodness, so extra yes. time to make sure you got it in time. Express second-day delivery, you know. Yeah, that's where the 15 came from. Now, the other 800 is the value-added tax and the, and the processing <laughs> fee. <laughs> All right. I'm glad we settled that. Hey, let's go to the phones. We got Doug in Arkansas. Doug, how's Arkansas looking these days? Hello, Doug. You there, buddy? Hear me? Mr. Wolf. There we Hello. go. There we go. Gotcha. How you doing, sir? Doing good. How you doing, Doug? Oh, we're doing all right down here in the God's country. <laughs> oh, yeah. So hey, how's... you guys had a big win against Pine Bluff, okay? Yeah. There we go. The Razorbacks took down Pine Bluff. L- l- little, little state handshake there. <laughs> yeah. The, the governor came to the game. He didn't know who in the hell to root for. 
<laughs> All right, Doug uh, from Arkansas. How you doing, brother? Pretty good, man. Uh, Wolf, you'll be glad to know that the A3 uh, Touch shirt is 3-0 and when worn while viewing the game. Oh, that's beautiful. For all, folks that don't know, Doug is part of the A3 gang that came in uh, every year to the uh, men's camp, Steelers uh, up at uh, training camp that we used to have every oh, nice. year before the, the COVID bomb came in. And, uh, you know, you know, Doug, I got to tell you, you know, that uh, the fact that you got a, a tunch or a shirt for tunch and you wear it on game day, that's beautiful. I love it. Well, you know, he was special to us. Yeah. And, and all you guys are, but you, you and, uh, you and tunch always took time to visit with us and be our friends and, and treat us just like like anybody else, you know. Yeah, it was our uh, pleasure. It's I, our privilege. I, I actually met your new sidekick at, at uh, Canton when they were putting Bussy in. Oh, really? Oh. Yep. Awesome. When well, was that? For a big cut. When, when Bettis got put in the Hall of Fame. Okay. All right. I got you now. Yeah. But for a big wow. tough guy, I sure wouldn't have told that drink he just said he had. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, listen, desperate times call for desperate, desperate measures, Doug. Uh, you know, yeah, I, I learned I can't burn the candle on both ends like I used to. Uh, <laughs> the multitasking days are, are, are far, far gone. And, yeah, that, that 6 a.m. came quick at me this morning. <laughs> I like, what? I just closed my eyes. <laughs> are, you, are you kidding me? Max, something you touched on earlier, I, I think we are dealing with the kind of a tale of two seasons right now. And to, to quote that hippie quarterback they got up here in Green Bay, I think everybody just needs to relax. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had a sore back from sleeping in the hotel. He told yeah. everybody after the game that oh, time. Oh, I, was like, I was like, what? I was like, geez. <laughs> so what hey, do you think the Steelers man, need just, to do, Doug? What do you think they need to do to get going here coming out of the bye week? Run the ball, man. Yeah. Run the ball. Run Absolutely. it. Absolutely. If they stop it, keep running. Just run it. I'd like to see Watt get out there at fullback a little more, but that's just me. No, I'm but, with you. Yeah. I'm with you. I think we were, we've we been talking about it a little bit. You know, one of the things that, that came out is a little self-scouting. Where are the Steelers at right now? And one of the interesting things is, you know, they are running that that 11 personnel like 79% of the time. I mean, they're in the top three offenses that run that personnel. They only run the 12 personnel like 14% when the league average is like around 22. I, like you, would like to see a little 21 or 22 or, or you know, 12, anything like that with a little more beef using some of those, uh, you know, the, the, the tight ends as, you know, more as protectors, pass catchers, all that sort of stuff. I, I'm really impressed with our new tight end, too, though. I, I, yeah, Friar Muth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, and Gentry's kind of stepped up a little bit. Oh, he in, has. In the yep, he has. That, 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 yeah. dude's, that dude's a monster. I mainly just wanted to call and say, hey, man, I, I'm headed down the road and had a long time to listen, to actually listen today. But I'll let y'all get to the guys that actually know something about football. So let, let yeah. them call in. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Doug. Appreciate you, brother. Yeah, we, we, we appreciate it a lot, Doug, and, 
Yeah, I, I hope we do take something after your after your state school there, Arkansas. I mean, you look at <laughs> Sam Pittman and company, and they run the ball a lot. And I mean, when they beat Texas this year, when they when they whoop Texas A and M and punched them in the mouth, it was running the football. It was it was it was a, it was a belief that everything started there. And of course, Sam Pittman being a longtime old line coach, uh, you know, and I covered the SEC, so. I know, I know a thing or two. I've watched a couple of Arkansas games this mm-hmm. year, and um, you know, I, I think that, that that's the right philosophy, Doug. I think that's what you look at. You want to see that commitment to the run because we know that the run sets up the play action, which benefits Ben Roethlisberger greatly. You know, and I think that's kind of what it is. Running out of eleven personnel isn't the same. We get outflanked in the box yep. because teams feel like they can cover us one on one. So they'll commit more than one guy to the box. And since we're using that, usually one of those receivers to run kind of the safety because they have a seven-man box, we know that they're going to get pulled in by the way the run game is. That kind of puts us in an outflank position. But if we get into 12, we get into 21, we get into 22 personnel, and we have the bigger blockable bodies blocking, then we don't get outflanked. Then we do have a lot more of – of uh, finesse going in there to do the power things. And I think that's what you kind of need. So that commitment, I think, has to continue to grow. Once again, the the division of labor, when you're thinking about Najee Harris and what he does best, we are 2-0 and when he has rushed the football 20 or more times. Not touches. Not right. touches. Not touches. Not, not, not the 50-50 split of pass and catch. But when he runs... 20 times when he has 20 carries plus we're two and oh you know if that doesn't say enough about it i i don't know what else you, you want because really in my mind you've got an offensive line that is starting to gain some traction they're getting the the, the proverbial helmet on the helmet that they got to get you, you try to cut down on the free runners and this is an offense that i think that if they can consistently get that running game sparked a little bit they're going to be able to go to some good places here within their offensive playbook and get the job done in a better fashion. One of the things that they've got to do, in my mind, is like we were just talking about, with that change in personnel because, you know, a little little emphasis on some of those big guys, those big guys are capable of doing some nice pass catching. We saw Fryermuth come out with a 7-for-7 seven for 58 yards. He was targeted seven times. He caught the ball seven times. That's what you want to see. First game without Juju, Fryermuth comes through in a big way. And I think Zach Gentry is another guy that's got that ability to be able to ke- catch the rock a little bit. And, and Ebron, I mean, even if you went 13 personnel and then you split him out, I mean, that's something that, that, that creates, again, a problematic sort of, um, you know, for the secondary. That's a, that's a problematic matchup. You start splitting him out. So I don't know. I think personally in my mind a little bit, more we we move towards the running games we come out and when we come back we got to talk about what about a Zach Banner site and have we heard anything about Zach Banner what does Chooks do you know I mean all these things and more you got it Max you there brother uh, oh I, I'm listening I'm loud and clear I'm wide-eyed and bushy-tailed this green tea's making me making me a little little wiry <laughs> you got the twitch going all right we'll be twitching more as we come back after after this all right we'll be back in the locker room espn pittsburgh and steelers nation radio
This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Numbers 412-919-1316. If you want to get in the locker room with Max and I and the Ninjas, we uh, got a little report going on. It says uh, NFL Network Insider Ian Rappaport said other teams are calling about getting in on trading for Mel Ingram. Now, I don't know if uh, that's actually happening, but uh, Rappaport went on to say the Steelers appear to have listened and engaged. I don't know <laughs> well, exactly what that means, you know, listening. I'm sure you listen to every offer that, that really comes your way or uh, any any kind of, like, discussion just to see what's going on. But uh, Mel Ingram, to me, uh, you know, he flashed in Buffalo. Okay, we saw a lot of him doing some of his deal in Buffalo. We saw him get a sack against the Raiders. Uh, he only played, I think, 17 snaps against the Seattle Seahawks, Max. Um, this guy has not had a real opportunity to settle in and get part of a, a bigger rotation. Um, what do you think? Do you think he could be on the move or, or what? I mean, personally, I wouldn't want to see Melvin Ingram go just right. because – you know, lest we not forget the uh, sins of the past. Let's just put it like that. Um, game two, we lose T.J. Watt at halftime. Good point. We don't have either Highsmith or T.J. in week three. We don't have T.J. in week four. Um, and what did Mel Ingram do? He stepped up and played his butt off. A guy that we were thinking was just going to be a situational pass rusher. Um, to give the guys a blow was at that point it played over 49 percent of the Steelers snaps and yes you have a Derek Tuska off of practice squad that's right. a great filling guy for a fourth but you know because because we played the Jameer Jones lottery and we lost right right we lost Jameer Jones uh you know after we tried to downgrade him and boom he was he was on the street so he I got don't know scooped up quick to, yeah yeah, I don't know if I'm and and you have to remember there were sets in the Seattle game with, for those 17 defensive snaps they did play. Right. Where there was all three of them out there. Right. Highsmith, Watt and Ingram out there playing. And so I think Mel is a guy that gives us versatility because we're still thin at the D-line. Yes. Let's not forget that. We we don't have Steph to it. We don't have Tyson Alualu. Um and we have two rookies that are playing. Uh, yes. You know, in the rotation of a five-man rotation, when you play a 3-4, we have five guys for three positions. That's the depth. So, and we still haven't seen Carlos Davis. So, you know, that's where, you know, I say, no, defensive line and linebacker, that that's a no-no. It, it's different if you're getting the call for e, – I, I wouldn't even take it for the secondary, you know, with the Arthur Millette, Trey Norwood, James Pierre rotation that we have. Defensively, we need all those bodies. Now, you could argue other positions, I'm sure. You know, if you're like, well, you got three tight ends. Well, we use all three tight ends, so that's a no-go. That, that, that kills one of our favorite packages. Right. <laughs> and what they're doing right now. Um, but at the same time, you're looking, okay, well, who are you going to go get? Because, I mean, I just watched Whitney Merciless last week. Cut by the Texans on Tuesday, signed to Green Bay on Thursday, play, playing on Sunday. And he actually has some some big plays, some big hits on Taylor Heineke. So I get there's an impact. And I know the Steelers were looking at him as well, right? Um, to bring him in. 
you know, what is Taco Charlton, right? What What is Taco Charlton, who you sign, who has not played yet? Um, but I can tell you this, from what I've seen of Taco Charlton since he's been in the NFL, that's not Mel Ingram. Mel right. Ingram's more valuable than Taco Charlton. So I, I think when you look at this, I know there's teams out there that need it. I mean, heck, let's look at what what Kansas City looked like against Tennessee yesterday. It looked bad. It yep. looked bad. It looked like somebody had the cheat code and was playing with the cheat code against the Kansas City Chiefs. That's not the same team. You know, you look at Pat Mahomes getting knocked out. So, it, so yeah. So, no. I, let me, I, I don't let like me ask you this. What did you think when you saw Derrick Henry throw the, the, the halfback option pass? I mean, come on. Is, did you, I mean, could you even down, anticipate that? I mean, no, it, it no. was it was all it it was like so laborious. I mean, it came out like you know he slowed down and he's running and he throws the ball and he threw a perfect strike, you know. But I mean, I'm looking at this big, huge, strong, fast, powerful guy, guy that runs. Uh, they clocked him at one of his runs at over 22 mile an hour. I mean, 260 pounds. Get out of here. You kidding me? And then he throws from the, you know, from a red zone position. I thought it was a great call and it was a great throw by by Derrick Henry, but how could you ever even come to th- to the thought that well, let, why don't we try throwing it because the guy is just such a monster running it. Well, I, I think you you have you have to give uh Todd Downing, the OC for uh, Tennessee, a pat on the back. I guess uh, so. I'm sure he had I'm sure he had the brown paper bag going as he called as he sent that play in. <laughs> he was sitting there huffing in the corner, like, "What am I doing? What am I doing? Please let this work. Please let this work." Please let, and, it, and, it, and it worked, but you know that, that's that's a gutsy call because, like you said, Derrick Henry does so much more for your team. You never think to add passer to his title, you know, rusher, uh, sprinter, um, pass catcher. Um, demoralizer of, of defenses. You know, there's a lot of lot of different titles you can give him, but uh, but touchdown thrower was not one I would have put on that list. Uh, more touchdown getter, um, you know. But I, I think that just goes to show, you know, just how good you know you are with Derrick Henry on in your backfield. If you're Tennessee, you're willing to try some different things, and it, and it paid off. It paid off. I wouldn't do that more often than that time, but. I mean, you, you did it. It was a good time to do it. And, of course, against KC, who was a struggling defense, yeah, why not take advantage if they're going to give you that? You know, I mean, they are struggling defensively to figure out how to stop people. And uh, and it was a perfect opportunity. I love I loved the play. I mean, the ball looked good, but it did look like a shot putter going out there and saying he wants <laughs> to play did, quarterback. Did, did. I'm just saying. Yeah, it did. I was like, okay, so this is for the world record. Uh, you know, he, he's focused, he's locked in, you know, a spin move, and then boom, release in the air. It. Yes. And he delivered the mail. Let me ask you this. Do you think Downey was sitting there in the corner going, please talk me out of this. Please talk me out of this. Somebody talk me out of this. Oh, yeah, no, he, no. It was great. <laughs> it worked he, out he great. He probably had like, you know, you know, you know, you think the button's stuck on your, on your headset when you're trying to yeah. talk to everybody upstairs. Oh, no. Hey, is this thing on? No, no, nobody <laughs> talked me out of this. What? It's a battery. Hey, battery pack. I need a battery pack. I, oh, <laughs> it's under 10 seconds. Nobody can hear me. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, just yeah. the whole process, though, getting back to Mel Ingram now, um, I, I I think you laid it out just perfectly. You've got no depth, and you need those guys because moving forward. But this is the time coming out of this. This is really the time where Alex Highsmith really needs to become the, the, the super player that I think he can be. 
I mean, watching this kid, and, and it's not that he's disappointing, but it's that the, buy, the, the bar is now so much higher for him because we've seen what he's capable of. Yeah, well, I think it's also, you know, that he ha- we know he has it in him, and you showed us this last week. Yes. And you got a week off of rest. So what can you do with, you know, a Cleveland Browns team that has banged up tackles? Yep. So great opportunity there. A quarterback who's complaining about his uh, torn labrum is not throwing shoulder. Right, right. Do you think – Top two running what backs do you think? Are gone. You think it's going to be Case, by the way, just – or or – yeah, that, that's the thing. I I, I have to. Th- I have a feeling it'll be Case because I mean, it, yeah, you still got a torn shoulder. Well, not only that, he's got a football. bone in there or something that's that's uh, discombobulated. Yeah. So I got to yeah, believe he, it's going to be Case Keenum. But I was, I was sure that uh, what's his name, what quarterback was it that uh, got doinked, and we didn't think he was going to show up. Oh, Teddy Bridgewater. Oh yeah, Teddy him, Bridgewater. Thank you. After the, but that was a concussion, right? He had a, he had a nogination diagnosis, as you would call it. <laughs> yes. Um, but I think with this, because there is physical damage to an upper body part that you still have to move, you still have to right. use. That's your stiff arm arm, right? If if Baker's getting chased around and run out, I I mean that that's a lot of pain. As a guy who's torn his shoulder, right? This my my left shoulder. I still have a torn labrum to this. Oh, do day. you? I tore it in 2005, Ooh. and now 16 years later, it's still torn. And, uh, you know, I, 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 w- I wouldn't, you know, I, I would want to at least try and get it some type of security. I don't know what you can put, because mine was a gator cuff okay. that they used to, right. keep my, to keep my labrum there. But that restricts the arm muscles. You can't do pass here on your arm. Can you put, like, uh, a brat in your mouth with that? I mean, I don't know. It looks a little discomfortable. It you, depends. On, I mean, you have to go like more kielbasa, right? Like the rope sauce. Oh, you kind of oh okay. To yourself like like rope candy. <laughs> um, you can't go with just you know a dog and a bun. You got to you, you have to go back to the strong hand. Oh, okay. Once again, he has to hold the football in that one. So it's like ah, it's more important to hold the football than the brat right now. So you kind of have to get a little flexibility. But um, you know, I I think I think that's where I'm th- I'm thinking it's case. But I will say this, Dearness Johnson. Mm-hmm. As your third string running back is pretty, is going to be a pretty good challenge. Um, when you I would say him. so. So I want all hands on deck for Halloween. I, I think there's an opportunity to beat Cleveland because I, 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 di- I didn't see anything that was like, oh my gosh, earth, earth beating. Because I'm like, we just played you, and that was our first game for 100 yards for Najee Harris. So Dearness Johnson, you kind of did what we did. Uh, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you didn't show us anything that you're leaps and bounds better than us. So I think there's an opportunity there to go into Cleveland and get this victory because I don't think they're as good. And this is a perfect time to get Cleveland, right, when you have all this injury and depth concerns offensively for them because we know the defense is the defense, but their secondary is banged up too. Right. Right. You look at their secondary, they have those issues. So I want to keep everybody intact. I don't want to talk about trade. We need to keep all those defensive guys on that side of the ball. Um, there's no addition by subtraction right now. There's nobody good enough that you're going to get to replace Mel at this particular point. Whitley Merciless would have been your next closest. He's in right. Green Bay now. Exactly. So, so. Yeah. I don't see I don't see the the possibility that Taco Charlton can step up at this juncture. Um, like you said, what we've seen from his NFL career thus far, unless for some reason he would just naturally 
find himself in a position that uh, his you know his everything comes together for him suddenly out of nowhere and it doesn't happen like that so you know the fact that he's there that's it's a body that you 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 know you can you're preparing at some point in time maybe you're going to have to but i again coming out of this bye week it to me I, the two biggest questions for me well not questions but one is what's going to happen with Steph to it i just you know everybody's asking it we're all you know wondering cuz you you want this young man number one uh, first of all to be healthy you know just for the sake of yes. what he's been through and and w- what's going on and then number two is you know he is the the guy that can make that whole defensive front take a step forward in a way that they can't do without him. You've got T.J. Watt, who is superb. He's got seven sacks, all right? But you got Alex Highsmith. Alex has got to step it up now and have that opportunity become that which we know he's capable of. And he can be a superstar in this league. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see him come forward and see what he, he he's able to do. Uh, i got a lot of faith in that kid, just watching him as he's developed. So the, the, all three of those guys together can bring this front end uh, further forward. But a guy like Steph Tewitt, man, he's hard to replace. He's very hard to replace. No, absolutely. And throw in the rest of the linebacking core. I need to see Joe Schobert and Devin Bush step Good up. Good point. So let's, let's, get, let's get three out of the four going on that. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, that's a wrap on the first hour here in the locker room. We'll be back with more after this. You're in the locker room, ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio.